Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl, Dawn M. Williams. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast, and this is My Two Cents. This particular episode, we're going to talk about um, using sound logical reasoning and how it doesn't really match up with um, manipulation using lying. In other words, people who exhibit narcissistic tendencies, why it doesn't work out smoothly in regards to business um i don't necessarily look at people who are narcissists or who exhibit narcissistic personality disorder tendencies i don't look at them like they're demons or whatever i look at them like they're solving problems that's their way of solving problems is it unethically um is it unethical absolutely it's not a question because the method in which you have to use to solve problems you're like lying destroying people da, 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 whatever. But my thing about why it doesn't make sense and why it's important for you to either seek help or to have somebody around you who is not scared, who is not what they coin a flying monkey or agent. That's what they call these people who are your yes men and stuff. You need to have somebody around you that's able, who's not scared of you and able to say, you is dead wrong. This is what you need to do. You know, like, and this is why you're wrong. So we're going to go back to 2016 using it as examples since we're kind of on this theme of me talking about my commercial landlords. And the first commercial landlord I had, um, Miss Sylvia Syfax. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was, okay, so this was a problem. So this is, I'm going to tell you the problem first of what I found out why. I forgot who told me this. I don't know if it was somebody at the uh, municipal building or either the lady from the post office or one of her employees. I can't remember who told me or one of her family members. I cannot remember right now who told me this. But they said, I think it was the lady at the post office, that she couldn't. Yeah, that's who it was, the lady at the post office. She couldn't. Um, she had a problem with a high turnover of tenants. And that's another problem, but we're not even going to talk about that right here. But the problem was she had a problem with the number of tenants that were turning over. So for example, you know, when you go to certain apartment buildings or either commercial buildings, sometimes people be in there 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Well, this is not the case with this lady in general. She does have a high turnover. So, um, and that could be a number of reasons. I just could only speak for myself and my reason, um, for leaving. So since she had a high turnover, right. For, um, tenants, Somebody who uses sound logical reasoning would try to figure out, well, why do I have a high turnover for tenants, right? Um, and just let's just use me, for example, why why I left. Well, on top of the fact there's a methadone clinic upstairs, you got the prostitution problem across the street, you got her personality where um I don't know what substances she was on, but <sighs> coming out the house in the bathrobe harassing your tenants that's a little much um you know just it was a numerous it was a significantly long list of why i left you know and that's only me so um her solution instead of evaluating well maybe okay there's a prostitution problem maybe i should be in 
you know, talking with the police. Maybe I should, you know, check myself and not come out the house in a bathrobe harassing tenants. Or maybe I should, you know, understand how to, you know, just different things on how she could fix her uh, way of being a property manager. Another solution would have been to hire your actual property manager that's efficient to where she's pleasant or he or she would be pleasant to where people would be like, oh, wow, this is wonderful. Maybe the solution is for them to not deal directly with the owner because she's not a people person. It was so many solutions to this problem um, using sound logical reasoning and considering that um, she, I believe she inherited the building, her and her uh, brother from the parents. So being as though um, there were a whole lot of lists of solutions. Her solution was to cut costs, meaning I don't want to have to keep cutting keys for a new mailbox because the, the turnover was high. So I'm going to keep all the mailbox keys and not give anybody a mailbox keys and talk to the mail um, person at Capitol Heights Post Office um, the, you know, the manager and tell her that all the mail is to be delivered straight to my house, two doors down. Um, and then I deliver it when I feel like it, which might be once or twice a week. That was her solution. I'm going to dissect this because she went home and had to think about this solution. She had to sit home in some type of thought process, whether or not she was under the influence of something, whether or not. Uh, everybody around her is too scared to tell her that's a horrible solution to this problem. But in order to execute this solution, you will have to bully everybody into submission. Some people is not going to care. Like I remember there was a chiropractor. He's still there. There was two chiropractors and they're still there from my understanding. One of them, he's never there because he got like huge locations. This man, this, this guy got to have like at least five, 10, 15 locations. So he don't care. Only person dealing with this landlord was his secretary. So it, it didn't matter. You think she cares? All she cares about is getting her hourly raise. Does she care whether or not the mail gets there, uh, you know, every single day or two, three times a week, whatever. So you have to bully people into this because anybody who has any level of reasoning, any level of sound, logical reasoning would question why is the mail not being delivered to the mailbox or at least to my door? And why can't I have a key to my own mailbox? So me, I'm operating in this sense, right? I'm just thinking, let me just ask her. This don't make no sense. Well, how come I can't have a key? I forgot what reason she gave me, but she literally told me, uh, I forgot what she said, but I remember her saying that her daughter um, uses a P.O. box and doesn't use the mailbox for that building. So the daughter, I believe, ran the methadone clinic upstairs or had some type of management in that. And she that was her solution. So even though I was paying, like, at the time, like $1,200 a month for rent, I needed to go pay an additional amount to get a P.O. box to have my mail sent there separately. Now, this wasn't going to work for me, and I wasn't going to explain this to this lady, but I'm going to explain it on here. 
I had big goals for this location. Like I was going to let people use uh, my mail, my location to have their mail delivered, you know, stuff like that. So I needed access to the mailbox, you know, because I was going to be like, you know, you could use it as like a virtual space. So, for example, if you had a theft problem, because I was paying somebody to do that. I was actually paying somebody um at the time to collect my uh, deliveries and this and that, you know. So it was going to be like that. So it wouldn't work if the deliveries are going to this lady's house two doors down, her actual resident place. Why well, I got to explain this? You see what I'm saying? Why well, I got to explain this? This is stupid. See, that's what we go along, go with sound logical reasoning. I remember her saying she called me sarcastic. How can I not talk to somebody like a three-year-old when this defies sound logical reasoning? I'm serious. Like anybody with any level of intelligence knows that what I'm saying makes some level of sense. Why would I be paying rent to have my mail only delivered to me once or twice a week? Do you know what it takes to pull something like this off? Do you understand what it takes for somebody to bully their way into pulling this off? So it ended it really horribly. Um, I ended up, uh, I, I spoke um, earlier in this season on one of the first episodes, and I'm not even going to go into the details of the story, how ridiculous this got. But my point is, is that if you're used to using manipulative lying tactics to solve your problem, you can't make the circle meet up at the top. Like if you're drawing a circle and it's a circle of truth, it always makes sense the whole way through. Even if you're a little weird and it's like, oh, that's weird. Why would she do that? It always like adds up. When you have a lie, it's from point A to point B, a straight line. You have the point in which the lie is spewed out your mouth. And at the end, the point when everybody figures out what the lie is and disaster. That doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not trying to come from a judgmental standpoint. I'm coming from a business standpoint. You don't have time in business to have everybody figure out that you done lied and made some freaking manipulative move where it's about to have a freaking explosion. That's that doesn't you literally do not have time for that in business if you're trying to run a seamless operation. And I done seen plenty of people, plenty of locations. Look how many places you done seen where it's either somebody's living in a building for 30, I don't see people 30, 40, 50 years in one building, never moved from one apartment because the landlord made it so wonderful for them where they didn't want to move. Is that not the goal? And I'm in this one on this. When I went down to get my license sent for this place, I remember I didn't know who was in what. These bullies will have you thinking that everybody's in on it with them. That's not so. That's why it's important to maintain a level of decency when you're communicating on a business room with everybody. So I had to start being nice to the people down at the town of Fairmont Heights and all that because they ain't know what's going on. When you're nice, they tell you more. And they gave me a lot of perspective, a lot of people down there. But I remember uh, whoever it was that had to run the the processing for that fee for the town that you have to get the licensing for. And I remember the lady um, said she has a hard time keeping tenants and she always tries to get the tenants to fix her building up for her and i'm like for her to say that look how many people she didn't ran through getting the business licensing you see what i'm saying it's like it's 
it's, it, it was really interesting. And in hindsight, looking at it years later, um, if I could have did anything differently, I would have, uh, I probably wouldn't even move there because of the prostitution problem. And I would have did more investigation, but more so I wouldn't have taken it personal what she was doing more so to me. Cause it wasn't just me. She was doing it to, she was opening up other people's mail and, you know, uh, keeping withholding other people's mail. It wasn't just all about me and this lady. It was about, she was solving a problem and everybody around her from her partners to her family, to her employees sat back and allowed her to do so. Never, they didn't check her. It's clear. They didn't check her good enough for her to stop what she was doing at that time. Maybe it changed right now, but it wasn't personal. It's just that that was her way of solving problems and it worked for her after all. She inherited the building and it makes logical sense because I kept saying, how the heck did she get to this level of being able to be this business person? It was given to her. It was given to her. And it just makes perfect sense why she's excellent at terrorizing people out the building and nobody talks about it. And that's just, you know, I'm not even going to make this a real long episode. I just wanted to use that in regards to using sound logical reasoning. Um, and why a lot of people just don't, because it just doesn't make any sense. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and I'm going to close out a clip from episode 161 of research shows podcast. How long ago was that? When did you start the VV show? Two years ago. Oh, wow. So you was nine. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. This is, I'm just so inspired. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So, all right. So. Tell everybody, how is it being a social media influencer? How is that experience for you? It's actually been so amazing because I like to, you know, inspire people, especially at a young age that I am. And I want to inspire, like, kids that's my age or younger and also, like, some adults as well so they can inspire their kids to, you know, I wouldn't say be like me, but be, like, like, like positivity like have positivity and you know be positive not like don't be negative that is so wonderful entrepreneur thursdays with research joe's podcast Mm. all right thank y'all so much for coming back from this commercial break don't forget every day at 12 noon that's eastern time we have my two cents every thursday at 4 p.m eastern we interview the entrepreneurs and then mondays at 6 a.m we have the um morning show with the morning crew don't forget if you want to listen to this and any other episodes we are on most streaming platforms or you can go straight to the research departments with an s dot com click on research shows podcast you can also download my app which is i am don williams and um that that should be available on google play hopefully by the time you hear this recording it'll be available on the apple store as well but we shall we shall see so i'll just say inshallah if allah permits don't forget we are accepting guests for season five so please you can use the exact same link that I said, the research departments with Click on research shows podcast, fill out the online form. And we look forward to having you as a guest on our show. So with that being said, 
everybody have a wonderful day on purpose. And I hope to see you or I hope that you listen to me for the next episode.